as we've read through John chapter 20, we find in verse 20 that the disciples were glad. They were filled with joy when the risen Lord Jesus came and stood in their midst. They had been hiding in fear, but now they were glad. The the day had begun with darkness, but now they had seen the Lord risen from the dead. The body of Jesus had been carefully examined by the soldiers on the cross on the orders of Pilate. They had been very careful to make sure that he had died. That spear had been thrust into his side. They knew he was dead. And then Joseph of Arimathea and Nicodemus had taken, had carefully taken the body of Jesus. We see that in chapter 19 and the 40th verse. They, they took his body with great care. Uh, they wrapped it in linen and spices and prepared it for burial and then placed it in a new sepulchre, a new tomb wherein was never man yet laid. He was, his body was sealed in that tomb. Every precaution was taken lest someone would steal his body away and pretend that he had risen from the dead. A guard was placed There was no hope for the disciples. Jesus was dead. Verse 1 of chapter 20, we find Mary Magdalene. She came. She came to the tomb. We read in the other gospel accounts that the, the women came with spices. They hoped to find somebody who would roll that stone away and let them go in there and minister on to the body of Jesus. When Mary came, she found that the stone had been taken away. She found that the tomb was empty. Peter, he went in. Verse 6, and he saw, he saw the linen cloths lying there, but no body. The tomb was empty. Jesus was not there, for Jesus had risen. In verse 18, we see that Mary met the risen Lord, and Jesus spoke to her. And he spoke a name, Mary. Mary knew who he was. What a blessing was hers to meet with the risen Lord Jesus. 
she went and told of her conversation to the disciples. What good news she brought to them. And it was these disciples who met together in a room with the door closed for fear of the religious rulers. It was these disciples to whom Jesus came. I've got four simple headings today. The first one is joy. Then were the disciples glad. They were filled with joy because Jesus had risen from the dead. They were filled with joy when they saw the Lord. Verse 20. Jesus brought peace to them. Amidst what had been great darkness. The disciples had been surprised and devastated at the death of Jesus. The disciples were surprised and filled with joy at his resurrection. They should not have been surprised that Jesus rose to life again. It should not have been a surprise. For didn't the psalmist say of the Messiah, Psalm 16 verse 10, For thou wilt not leave my soul in hell or or shale, and neither wilt thou suffer thine holy one to see a corruption. The promised Messiah, the anointed of God, the coming Savior, would die. But his body would not decompose. He would be raised to life again. This is the great text that Peter took and preached from on the day of Pentecost, when he proclaimed the purposes of God in Christ Jesus. The wonder of his resurrection the glorious grace of God and salvation. Jesus had been very clear. He would rise again. Remember, in chapter 2 of John's Gospel, he had cleansed the temple. They had questioned him and asked for a sign. Verse 19, Jesus answered and said unto them, Destroy uh, this temple, and in three days I will raise it up. He was speaking of the temple of his own body. The very presence of God in their midst. He would die, but he would rise again. They asked for proof of his authority. Matthew chapter 16 verse 4. Jesus said, A wicked and adulterous generation seeketh after a sign, and there shall no sign be given unto it, but the sign of the prophet Jonah. Jonah 
had been buried in a great fish and then raised up from the deep after three days. Jesus' death and resurrection was a great shock for them, but it shouldn't have been. Jesus was very clear about it. But now, with Jesus in the midst, they were glad, they were filled with joy, they were rejoicing. He brought peace to them. They were certain Jesus had risen triumphantly from the grave. Do we know anything of this joy, this gladness, this certainty, the peace that the presence of the risen Christ brings? So my first point is joy. Secondly, unbelief. In verse 24, we are told that Thomas was not with them when Jesus came. But Thomas, one of the twelve, called Didymus, was not with them when Jesus came. Verse 25, the other disciples, they witnessed to Thomas. They told him the good news. They shared it all with him. But what did he say? Except I shall see the print of the nails and put my finger into the print of the nails and thrust my hand into his side. I will not believe. Thomas wanted to make himself judge of the matter he would not accept their witness ten trusted witnesses men that he knew intimately men he had worked with men he had been taught with over the time of Christ's earthly ministry he rejected their testimony It had to be a personal appearance to him or nothing at all. Unbelief in the face of overwhelming evidence is very dangerous. All of us, all of us, each one of us have been given overwhelming evidence that God Exists. Romans chapter 1 verse 19. Because that which may be known of God is manifest in them. For God has showed it unto them. For the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen. Being understood by the things that are made. Even his eternal power and Godhead. Uh, so that they are without Excuse. Everything we see, everything we touch, tells us that God is real. It explains something to us about his existence, his majesty, his power. 
God is not a God of the gaps. But God Almighty, creator of all things. A word from him. And things are created. The water was made wine. Jesus could have turned stones into bread in an instant. If he had wanted to. This is the God whom we worship. But God has spoken to us, for we have his written word. God has explained his creation. He has explained his purpose, his plan, what he is doing. God has explained what has gone wrong with us. He explains why we get everything so fouled up. How come we are tempted to lie, to hurt, to be selfish, to reject the good, prefer the bad. The heart is deceitful. Above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? God has spoken to us. He has given us his word. He has given us testimony and evidence. And we have four written accounts of the life of Jesus. Of his death. Of his resurrection. God has given us. The evidence. His explanation. Oh dear friends. The day is coming when. Every knee will bow. Every tongue will confess. That Jesus Christ is Lord. Beware of unbelief. Listen to the evidence. Hear it with faith. Thirdly, we see grace. When Jesus appeared to Thomas, he could have brought judgment to him he could have reacted like those two firebrand disciples we find in Luke's gospel chapter 9 and the 54th verse what did they want when the villagers rejected Christ's ministry they said shall we call down fire from heaven upon them and to be honest, that's what we deserve. That's what Thomas deserved when he didn't believe. But Jesus met him with grace. One week later, again on the first day of the week, Jesus appeared to him. 
This is the way of the good shepherd. In Luke 15 we read about the shepherd who has a hundred sheep and one goes astray. What did the shepherd there do? He went after the one who'd gone wrong. The one who'd gone off on their own way. And he gathered that one and brought it safely back to the flock. That was an act of grace. An act of compassion. This is the grace of Jesus. Jesus was very gracious to Thomas. Verse 27, he says to Thomas, Reach hither thy finger, and behold my hands, and reach hither thy hand, and thrust it into my side. Be not faithless, but believing. There's no reference to Thomas taking up Christ's offer. But this was a great act of grace from Jesus. But this act of grace is not a license. A license for us to demand special signs of God. For Jesus warns there not to be faithless. But believing. And he made it clear. In verse 29. That there's a special blessing. He says to Thomas. Thomas, because thou hast seen me, thou hast believed. Blessed are they that have not seen and yet have believed. And yet have believed. There's a special blessing. We have the testimony of creation to God's existence and his mighty power. We have the testimony of his written word. To the meaning of it all. To the person and work of Christ Jesus. His death. His burial. His resurrection. The blessing is in believing. Do not lay down conditions to God. God has been gracious to you even today. You are here, you are hearing his word. You are hearing his good news. When to be honest, you deserve his punishment. We all do. It is only of his grace and mercy. Jesus came and preached that message. Repent and believe the gospel. Each of us are rebels. We know it. Each of us even fails to live up to our own moral code. Each of us has a strong sense of justice when somebody else does something we think is wrong against us. Even the most hardened criminal has that sense of right and wrong. But that sense of right and wrong speaks to us of the law of God, which we have all broken. For none of us 
has been able to love God with all of our hearts. None of us has been able uh, to love our neighbor as ourself. We are all sinners. But God has been gracious to us. We have the gospel message, the good news even today. The good news of Jesus Christ, him crucified, of Jesus Christ, him risen from the dead. Oh, let us believe and be filled with that joy. Our fourth point is worship. Verse 28, we see Thomas's reaction. Thomas answered and said unto him. Be very clear, he was speaking to Jesus. And said unto him, My Lord and my God. Verse 29 makes it clear. It's Jesus responding. He says, Jesus saith unto him, Thomas. Jesus accepted that those words were spoken to him. That Thomas had realized his great error. He realized that Jesus had indeed risen again from the dead. And he made this great confession. My Lord and my God. Think about it. If Jesus did indeed rise from the dead... From that tomb where the stone had been sealed in place. And Jesus has the right, has the authority to tell us who he is. And we have the responsibility to accept what he says. To come and worship him. To confess my Lord. And my God. Jesus had been clear with the disciples. And with the people he was teaching. John chapter 8 verse 58. He said before Abraham was. I am. A clear reference to that great self-revelation by God Almighty to Moses before that bush that did not get consumed with the flames. I am that I am the self-existent God. That name which is beyond our comprehension. Even just a few days earlier. Jesus. Had said to the disciples. About Judas and how he would betray him. And then he says in verse 19. Now. I tell you before it come, gave that prophecy, 
that when it is come to pass, ye may believe that I am. He was declaring clearly his identification with God, with the great I am of the Old Testament. It is indeed a reference to Isaiah 43 verse 10 where God has given prophecy and then says in this great declaration of his exclusive claims to be God ye are my witnesses saith the Lord and my servant whom I have chosen that ye may know and believe me and understand that I am he before me there was no God formed neither shall there be after me I even I and the Lord and beside me there is no saviour the disciples didn't comprehend these things but nevertheless Jesus had taught them and after his resurrection they began to realise with clarity who Jesus is and so Thomas said Thomas confessed my Lord and my God remember when they came to arrest Jesus in the garden in John chapter 18 it was dark Judas came with them to betray him Jesus asked a question chapter 18 verse 4 he said unto them whom seek ye they answered him Jesus of Nazareth Jesus said unto them I am what happened as soon then verse 6 as soon then as he said unto them I am they went backward and fell to the ground his holy presence was momentarily felt by them they were powerless before him this is the Jesus who Thomas worshipped no longer was Thomas in doubt he was now filled with faith what about us what about you Do you rejoice in the good news of Jesus' resurrection? Do you have the peace of the risen Christ with you today? Do you confess before Jesus, my Lord and my God? Do you confess before those who know you? Jesus is my Lord, my God, my Saviour. Oh dear friends, this is a day of grace, a day of salvation. Jesus is risen from the dead. 
His Lord, his God. Let us rejoice. Let us worship. 